When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Joining us uh, up here, Levi Sherwood. It's a cricket and rugby thing and you're nothing like that. But, uh, mate, uh, you've come out of retirement for today. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me up here. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely not uh, common ground for me to be in an event like this, so it's um, pretty exciting. We are actually talking about it with the guys earlier, how, um, you know, the chance we get, the opportunities we get to do stuff like this which is um, pretty cool. But um, coming out of retirement, I don't, uh, wouldn't really call it that. Um, <laughs> it's been a couple of years, we were just talking earlier before the show, it's been a couple of years since I've even jumped on a ramp and... Um, I kind of got. I wrote myself into this one, but I, I kind. Of, I like doing events like this. Like they're nice and fun, and and you're not too serious. So um, that's all good. I uh, put a bike together. I didn't even have a bike ready to go, so I, I put that together and um, planned to do a bit of practice this week before the event. But good old Palmy didn't really perf- um, provide us with any good weather. So just gonna uh, go out there and do what we hopefully I remember what I, what to do and <laughs> have a go and, and enjoy it just nail the landing of course yeah that's the most important part isn't it yeah oh, I hope so I'll be watching like a hawk mate. <laughs> um, um, pretty long career though doing death defying stuff and just pushing yourself for so long when did you start flipping around on bikes um yeah it was a long time I think it was about 20 years um about eight or nine years old wow um and I kind of finished up. The last big event I'd done, I was 25, and I continued it through 20, when I was 26. I broke my ankle quite bad, so I never actually made it back for that next season. And that was about the end of it. Um, I continued to do stuff here in New Zealand, um, like what we're doing today, uh, shows around the country, which is, is pretty fun. I, I really enjoy that, that side of riding. Um, I'd done that up until probably about two years ago. Mm. And then, yeah, just kind of still help put on the shows and do everything and um like that but i yeah, just stopped riding one day just decided to leave my bike at home and haven't really felt the urge since and um yeah to be honest it took me a bit to um even think about doing this one but after i thought about it for long enough i started to get a little bit excited so yeah <laughs> we'll see how we go what a change in life like from being a kid growing up in palmy like we've got that in common and then you're just traveling the world x games gold medals um Red Bull athlete, just throwing yourself through the air in all countries of the world. Can, can you quite believe what you got up to for, for all those years? Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting now. I've had like a few years out of it. You kind of can look back and understand what people would say about, you know, what you did or where you go or, or whatever, or even um, potentially how dangerous things are. Like, I can understand that now. I've had a time off the bike. But, um, yeah, like... In the in the thick of it, it's all you know. You know, that's normal. Um, I started so young that I think, you know, the first major event I'd done, I was about 12 years old. Started travelling in Australia, riding events here at, at 12. And when I was 16, started travelling the world by myself. So 
I did. I don't really have anything else to go off. <laughs> but um, as you know, like now I've had time time off, and um, you can appreciate from a different angle. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it all starts to kind of come around, and and you definitely got a different perspective nowadays. Because when like I caught up with a few old schoolmates and stuff last night that I had, there was a guy actually uh, was in the bar last night at, at the club rooms here. I hadn't seen him since the last day of school, and that's a thousand years ago. And just you talk about the paths that you've been on. I mean, kids that you're at school with, I guess they they like stapling pamphlets and, and um, accounts rocks. And compared to what you do, it's just like when you've done that your whole life. I'm pleased you said you've had time to look back and go, actually, what I did was pretty out there compared to Joe Average. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I really don't even have much to say about it. Like, it's just, that was normal for me. And, um, you know, when I look towards what other people would do for a job, sometimes I thought that was pretty out there, you know. <laughs> um, but that's their normal. And, um, yeah, everyone's, everyone's just got a different normal, it seemed for me. And, this is, I just always rode dirt bikes and done this, so I, just, I thought that's just what you do. I remember way back in the day when I was a kid and your dad was racing Speedway at um, Palmerston North Stock Car Track and he rode the solos. And they'd have a couple of races a night and I used to sit there and, mate, he was so good. Like, four-lap race and at some stages he was giving the the other three riders three-quarters of a lap head start and he'd still bloody win. And he it's because he, he used to pass around the outside. No one passed yeah. around the outside. He was just nuts. Yeah, no, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. My uh, my, my dad is nuts. Um, <laughs> you, you might say, like, with what I did, I, you know, people said that about that, but I watched my old man on a bike and I think he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll know exactly what he mean, what I mean if he's listening to this, you know. Um but yeah, yeah, no, he he was pretty awesome on a speedway bike. He actually still rides them now. Wow. I think he just turned we sixty three, and we we're at the track the other day riding speedway. So it was pretty cool. Wow. So did what what happened to your fear, Gene? What happened to the fear part in your mind, or is that part of the challenge or part of the excitement? Because you to be at the top for so long, you had to keep evolving. You had to get harder. You had to get trickier. You had to do something first. Is that what drove you? Yeah, definitely the challenge. Um, different, like at different stages, it, um, it was different things, you know. Um, like initially, you just you're just young and you want to be the best, so that, that's it. And then you kind of get to that level, and you kind of got to find a new reason because it, it just gets a bit boring. So, well, what next? Are you trying to maintain it, or why am I doing this? And in the end, it was um, the engineering and bike development that kept me going for the last few years. It was um, I just I love engineering, and I'm fascinated by that. And, um, yeah, to be honest, the last probably two years just building bikes and making parts and having that edge that no one even knew about. And it's quite funny now, like I talk about it a lot on, on Instagram or, or social media or even just face-to-face with old friends. And, yeah, sometimes they nearly seem a bit pissed off, you know, when they're finding out like five, six years later of, of how I'd go about things. But, um, yeah, that's that's that was kind of what kept me going. Yeah, awesome. One more question. I know Sammy wants to have a quick yarn to you as well. Um, what's the... What was the biggest challenge as far as a stunt, as far as a trick was, and therefore was the hardest one, and you got satisfaction because you nailed it? Was there one that you really built up to in your career? Um, good question. It's not necessarily the trick. It was um, like 
everything's easy once you know how to do it. Mm. You know what I mean? Each thing is hard. You know, some things are harder to learn than others, whether you know whether it's on the bike or just in generally in anything. But um, yeah, I remember like being young. Probably backflipping is like a huge, huge staple for anyone that enters a sport. You know, even if they start out now or, or you know ten years ago, or whenever is, is that first time backflipping that commitment it takes. Um, there was a major one, and then as soon as you kind of done that, it you know opened up your world to a whole new whole raft of tricks. Yeah, you got all these new tricks you can do, and like we're looking at it the um with our setup now, and it's you know ten years ago we were jumping onto an old truck with a steel landing, and now we've got a nice blow up landing. So <laughs> you know, being in my position now, I wouldn't even have considered doing this event if we're still riding you know our landing and and our technology from ten years ago, but um. So, you know, there's, there's different things like that, like foam pits have evolved and our landings are uh, what we call airbags, which are all blown up and they're a lot safer. Definitely things can go wrong at any time, but it's, um, you know, just trying to minim- minimise it along the way. I nearly didn't notice you when you walked up the stands here because you didn't have the long hair, <laughs> which is obviously like a staple of extreme sports. And I was wondering if now that you're out of it, that's like your passport gets taken away. You have to cut your hair when you're not actually in the game anymore. Is that how, is that how it works? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Um, I, I definitely um, I did I did enjoy the hair, but it was um, I like being incognito now, you know. And and if you got a filthy mullet like that you're always going to get looked at and then they, people will put two and two together from that so yeah no i, I like to keep it pretty low-key now, nowadays definitely the stereotype eh? Steve, yeah. to, have the, to be an extreme athlete oh, with the long under, hair underneath yeah. the helmet underneath the hat yeah and, definitely yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. sort of you're rocking that sort of um business look now more of an accountant oh. kind of vibe, more of an office vibe you know yeah <laughs> far from that but um yeah try to fit in a little bit more maybe far too many scars for an accountant just quickly what about um like do you have any cricket interest play did you play as a kid or honestly did you? I, I, like my whole life has just been dirt bikes two mm. wheels now it's four wheels but it's um i honestly don't know much out of the world of motorsport <laughs> like that's all it was i went to school and it was um i had a I had a good time at school i remember i still love mess and and um, metal work but apart from that i looked out the window wondering till i could ride my bike next you know and yeah to be honest it's still kind of like that now so um i don't really i, li- I tell people i live under a rock and they they really don't believe me but it, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's about it, how and, it is and so you're not sort of doing this sort of stuff anymore but yeah what are you what's riding look like now? Does he like sort of tracks that you go to? Do you just muck around on a paddock or something? What's it, what's um, it look like? Yeah, like I said, I haven't really jumped for a lot, a uh, long time, but um, I still get out on the, on the dirt bike, go ride motocross tracks now, and it's purely for fun. Like, um, try to get out at least once a week or every couple of weeks, keep my sanity, eh? But, um, yeah, yes, I uh, started racing Speedway, which has been a bit of an adventure so far. I'm really enjoying that. It's um, What are you in, a midget? Yeah, racing a midget, it's um, been a good learning curve, but it's um, it's quite cool starting from the bottom, but having experience of how to um, navigate your way through through something, you know, um, so it's, you're starting completely clean, but just, w- I mean, my experience is from, you know, dirt bike, but, uh, dirt bike riding, but 20 years of competing is, is I haven't forgot about that, you know, so mm. it's, um, it's kind of cool to try and reapply that to something else and see if the formula is still the same. Yeah, because cause I was just going to say, you've gone from like such high adrenaline with these jumps and everything, and you just said you're riding for fun now, but what's what's fun? Like, do you still try and push the limit, or are you, are you able just to sort of go around a track and play it safe? 
Oh, on a dirt bike, I'm pretty cruisy, like, <laughs> pretty mellow, eh? So it's um, just about being out there. Yeah, and, just yeah. yeah. Like some days, you just feel you feel good and 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 it works, so you push it. And then days that you don't, you're like, right, I'm happy to be here with my friends. Like it's not all about actually being on the bike; it's the whole experience of the of the day and everything. So it's um, yeah. I mean, if if I go out there and jump the ramp and I feel good, then who knows what will happen? But if I go out there and I feel like okay, I'm, I really need to be a bit cautious here, then I definitely know how to do that too, you know. We've got Levi Shield with us. We're just going to take a couple of minutes break. Uh, new sport and weather, and we will come back. I've got a couple more questions for Levi, then we'll let him go and uh, polish up that magnificent landing pit he's got over there. Stick around, Levi Sherwood, after the news. Stabby coming to you from Fitzherbert Park. Thanks to Property Brokers for helping us get here. It's going to be a fantastic event. 2.30 is the first ball. Players are starting to roll into the gates. We're going to have a chat to a couple of them very soon, but I didn't let Levi Sherwood go away quite yet. Such an amazing career. But Leo, Levi, we've talked about your past. You're current. I follow you on social media. Um, 3D printing. I have no idea what you're doing, but it's quite mesmerising to watch the images you put up on your up on your socials, um, you're designing bits for bikes and bits for cars. What are you actually doing now? Um, pretty much that, just designing bits for whatever. Um, like I, for the last couple of years, I spent um, designing my own dirt bike, own motorcycle, for like the first um, freestyle motocross bike. So that that took a long time. Um, I mentioned before when we we're talking about um, you know what drove me in, in my career in the end was designing bike stuff and you can see my bike actually leaning up against the fence over there it's the last comp bike i rode um that bike's actually pretty cool uh, it's probably my favorite to be honest like everything's handmade and completely custom and it got to a point where i couldn't do any more without starting from scratch and that was right at the end of um, my career that i got it to that point and and i wanted to build this bike and i, I had the idea and everything i didn't really know where i was going with it but i knew i was going to do it and um, so I kind of finished riding, but I still followed that um, project and seen that through. And that took me a couple of years um, from designing to building to then testing. And that was about the last time I, I actually jumped a ramp and, and rode freestyle was testing that bike and, and kind of breaking it in and seeing what it could do. Um, so that was pretty cool. But, you know, to do that, I had to learn so much. Like I, I, I know my way around a workshop, know how to kind of weld a machine and, and, and fabricate things but um, I didn't really I knew I always wanted to learn CAD design and I, and I wanted to learn how to design things so it can be CNC machined and, and 3D printed and need to learn how to 3D print and I had to learn a lot to be able to do this project just to even build this bike you know And um, but it was good it was fun I, l I really jumped in the deep end and, and learned probably the hard way <laughs> with a lot of things but I got there in the end and yeah so I mean that's kind of what I do now is just design, develop, and, and, and make stuff. Awesome. Now, we know that um, Kelly Slater has got his own surf ranch. Pete Sampras had a tennis ranch. I hear Levi Sherwood's got a bit of a jumping pit ranch and uh, a sort of a made-to-purpose property just outside Palmy. Yeah, well, I did. I did up until about a year ago. Uh -huh. um, yeah, no, it, it was um, it was pretty cool in its day, especially when I was competing. It was... Um, probably spent more time in the diggers and, and bobcat and whatnot just maintaining and preparing that place <laughs> um then then riding or doing anything else and um as you know the career kind of finished and everything um that kind of got put to the side you know overgrown and whatnot so 
uh, end of last year I decided I'd, it was time to clean it up and got in a nice big bulldozer and flattened it all out and now it's getting converted back to a farm so <laughs> I'm actually pretty excited about that it's funny it's um <laughs> it was like there was a couple of moments where it was like end of an era when I was bulldozing it but I was I was actually more excited to clear it up and turn it back to farmland Sammy's just told me you've got some texts in here um Sherwin did riding in something like the Paris Dakar. Oh, did. Okay, Sherwood. Okay, it's not sure. Did riding in something like the Paris Dakar really ever interest you? Nah, not at all. Not even <laughs> one bit. <laughs> okay. Here's the answer. Here's yeah. the answer. Yeah. Next one, Steffi. I watched Levi at Western Springs when he was eight or nine, I think. Pretty sure the Krusty Demons got him up for it. Uh, ask him about that. Yep. Yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. Um, that was the first time Krusty Demons came to the country. It was Western Springs, and um, that was an eye-opener for me. It was <laughs> it was pretty intense. Like uh, Maybe I was that age, maybe, maybe about 10 or 11 or something. Um, I think there was like 23,000 people there. and they, Those were the days when it, the guys that rode freestyle at that level were rock stars too, you know. So that was a, <laughs> that was a bit of an eye-opener for me. But, um, yeah, it was a cool event. Someone wants to know if you got a lifelong supply of Red Bull. <laughs> I guess I kind of do. <laughs> we, I um, I've I would like I haven't worked with Red Bull for a few years since I stopped riding, but um, it still turns up on my doorstep. Oh, brilliant, brilliant! <laughs> I still drink it. And lastly, what you were just talking about the eight, nine, ten-year-old, whatever it is, with the demons at, at Western Springs during your career when you you were the top of the world for a while there. And seeing the kids watching you, did you translate that to I was that kid watching someone else and now they're the kid and watching me? Yeah, yeah. It's um interesting position being in that, like being in that position because, um, you know, being from Palmy, New Zealand, uh, every time I come home, your mates keep you pretty level-headed, you know. Everyone yeah. around you keep you level-headed, keeps level-headed. My old man made sure of that too, you know, in a good way, um, which was pretty cool. So it's quite interesting when you'd see these kids and then you'd re- you'd realize that you are that guy that you used to look up to but it took a long time for me to kind of click to that it wasn't until probably the very end but I mean you whether I click to that or not you definitely the whole time through you realize um that you got to try and spark that interest in them like it was with you mm-hmm. you know when mm-hmm. you're that age which was pretty cool so um yeah yeah do you help any youngsters now yeah, try to. Um, we've got young Carlos out there. He's riding with us today. And uh, we've got a few, uh, a couple of new Groms we want to train up on the team. So it's um, it's quite an interesting one trying to um, get, because you need to start young with anything, you know, to actually be able to follow through and, and learn the stuff. And it's quite hard um, trying to spark that interest. It's easy to spark the interest in the, in the kid to want to come and do this. But then... To follow it through with the parents is very hard, you know. So it's um, <laughs> but it's becoming a little bit easier with us now because, like I said, the landings are a lot safer. We've got foam pits and and we've got you know people like Nick and myself that have been out there and learnt the hard way with everything, so we can cut a few corners for them. Yeah, Levi, I can't wait to see you between innings. We're seeing a few of the players uh, getting in. I know you've got to go and maybe rub a bit of spit and polish on that bike that's just leaning under against the tree. No security around that to, bike. It'll be worth a fortune. To be, to be, <laughs> yeah, my to, eyes haven't lifted, don't you worry. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, Steph, the kids are here for, for, for Levi. They're, they're not, they're not, here, for not here for the cricket. Let's be honest. I know. Yeah. Hey, Levi, awesome to have you stop by and have a chat. Um, 
massive congratulations on the career. And, and I can just see by the smile on your face and the, the chopped off mullet, you're pretty happy with where you're at in life at the moment. And, and I love that you're helping out some youngsters as well. And, and I'm sure if anyone got in touch with you, you'd say, yep, yep, yep I'll, I'll give your kid a bit of a hand along too. For sure, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if there's anyone out there listening, um, we've got the facilities and the places to do it. So we're always looking for new riders, which will be good. And yeah, thanks for having me. It's been good chatting, and we'll see you out there. Cheers, mate. Levi Sherwood there, and uh, we will report on his halftime show. Don't you worry about that. First time on a bike for two years. I'm going to report good stuff. It's not bad stuff. Don't jinx it. Um, we'll be back after a short break. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30 a.m. for a limited time only.